More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of Clay and Buck starts right now. Clay will be back tomorrow from Italy, everybody. So... He's going to have some stories for us about uh, everything that he did over there, and we're looking forward to having him back in action here because it could be a very, very busy day in the news cycle and uh, quite a day for America, depending on what ends up happening. You have articles being written by places like the New York Times on just how authorities are preparing for an unprecedented arrest of an ex-president. This may well happen. An arrest of an ex-president that a Democrat prosecutor, in this case Alvin Bragg of the uh, Manhattan District Attorney's Office, would be pursuing for failure to disclose a hush money payment to a porn star as a campaign expense. We are really having this conversation right now as a country. This is real, folks. We're really having this discussion because of that. Now, I know that the pointing out of hypocrisy is something that we do, and I often tell you the hypocrisy is the point. But there are also limits to it where even I just have to say, you have got to be kidding me. Right? This is not a situation that any reasonable person would think requires. Think about this. If Donald Trump were, were you know, uh, just some average guy off the street and they told me they were going to bring this prosecution, if he had been running for, you know, dog catcher, that's not really a job anymore. People always talk about that, right? There's not, are, are there like local dog catcher elections or whatever? I don't think that's. You know, local municipal water chairman or something, whatever it is. If you were running for some low level, low, uh, low level office and they tried to bring a charge like this, I'd be like, come on, guys. Okay. You know, if you really want to be tough, make them pay a fine or something, you know, make them pay some fine. You know, oh gosh, no, what's he going to do now? 
But that's not the point of this at all. This has nothing to do with justice, and everybody knows it, and that's the point. This is a political hit, pure and simple. We all see it, and it's supposed to be a political hit. It's supposed to be you don't get to have this man run again or be president again because we, the left, the Democrats, the commies, say so. And we're going to use the law, we're going to use the state, we're going to use whatever is at our disposal, whatever power we can bring to bear here to that end. This is, it's amazing, they they used to use the term unprecedented all the time. Do you remember this? Whenever they were reporting on Trump when he was in office, there would be, uh, they would say, in an unprecedented move, Donald Trump had two scoops of ice cream, while the other people around him had one scoop unprecedented they use that term this though the indictment of a former president on the most look if donald trump was you know taking i don't you know if if he was i'm trying to think of what, what would even be a crime that would be you know worthy of a prosecution of a former president if he had been involved in a vehicular manslaughter right which should be that would be the Secret Service when he was president. But you get what I'm saying, right? It would be the Secret Service agent's fault, I would think. But if you were involved in something really serious, and and we could all agree, and there was a victim, and there and there was a real problem, and bad things had happened. Remember, this is going all the way back to 20... And by the way, this is before he was even president. So yeah, be, if Donald Trump had run somebody over in his car while running for president in 2015, and you know seriously injured them or, or even killed somebody... Then you'd be sitting here saying, oh, okay, well, you know, no one's above the law and you got to have this real discussion. There would still be, though, if there was any doubt as to whether or not he was guilty, people saying, well, hold on a second. Is this a political hit? Because he wasn't charged for this before and nobody, nobody brought this for years and years. So what exactly happened here? Right. But the point here just being it's if it's a serious crime, there would be a debate over the propriety of bringing it, bringing the charge against a former president who is actively running for president again. Right. So this goes to it's not just what feels right for the soul of the country. This is what interferes in, yes, our democracy, our republic. This is clear interference. But this is the part of it that on the most flimsy pretext imaginable. They would be charging a former president who's a likely future president with a non-crime and arresting him and making a show of it. Now, what will this do politically? Um, what would this do to Trump's chances of winning? That, I think, is... Uh, that becomes an interesting conversation, meaning I don't, I don't think anybody really knows... Um, by the way, I, me- I had mentioned DeSantis um, weighing in on this because people were criticizing him over the weekend. I saw this a lot of a lot of criticism on social media, at least from generally from people who are very favorable to Trump. And and there was talk of Trump saying, "Get out in the streets and protest this." DeSantis said, "The Manhattan District Attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor, and so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors." weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. Um, and then he said, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star 
to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office, and I think that's fundamentally wrong. The real victims are ordinary New Yorkers because Bragg is trying to virtue signal for his base. Okay, so that was what that was what DeSantis said about this over um, over the weekend, and you have a lot of political analysis ready for this because remember, maybe that maybe this isn't the one. Maybe it's the Georgia, uh, the Georgia grand jury that indicts over something related to the 2020 election. Someone somewhere looks like they are going to be the one who be the one who uh, is the first into the breach here for the Democrats, the first one to to go for it. And this is then bringing up the why wouldn't they do it, right? Well, I think the reason they wouldn't do it, most likely. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, we do, we did, well, I, I read you what, what, uh, what DeSantis says. So we have that sound. Um, we've, you've already, you've heard it. Yeah, I, I forgot that we had it on the sheet. Sorry about that. So here we go with people saying that this could be a, well, first of all, you got, Honest brokers in this, even uh, even a Democrat uh, legal analyst like Jonathan Turley is saying, who does very good analysis on a lot of things. Here he is saying that, look, this is the most obvious of all things, that this is a political prosecution. This is the ultimate grave digger yeah. indictment. They literally dug up a claim, a theory from 2016, a theory that the Department of Justice decided did not warrant prosecution. And Bragg's own predecessor, of course, uh, did not bring this case. And so it's really something that is rather patently obvious as a political prosecution, in my view. There are serious risks here, but there are also serious flaws in this indictment. I'm not entirely entirely sure Bragg didn't run out of time. I think that there's strong arguments to make that the statute of limitations ran on this claim. So you have a a vaguely vaguely worded statute that would have to be stretched to even be a misdemeanor that Bragg's office is allegedly going to stretch into a felony prosecution and is somehow going to evade the statute of limitations. How how much more violence to the law is a Democrat allowed to do before even Democrats have to say, well, yeah, okay, this is this is too much. Oh no. Don't expect that. Rachel Maddow, for example, is is furious. Furious over at MSNBC. Not about the clear and obvious abuse of the law against a presidential Republican presidential candidate, but angry that Trump is inciting a violent response that is racially tinged, she says. Play 18. Him being indicted on a charge related to campaign finance, tax and business fraud, again, doesn't have to be the end of the world for him and could potentially be a positive for him. But if he's asking for a militant, racially tinged, violent response from his followers, 
that's something that won't be good for him. You know, January 6th is not good for Trump's political legacy, for all the other things that it is, for all the other things it means for our country. It didn't make him more electable for coming back as another term as president. <sighs> He's not calling for a, another violent insurrection. Isn't it fascinating that if a Republican says protest this, then that's that's a uh, a call to violence. Democrats can actually call it the violence, and then they'll tell us that it was a protest afterwards. They'll actually say, get out there in the streets, get in people's faces, break stuff. Oh, okay. That's, that's a, again, the double standards are the only standards that the Democrats have. That's, that's not a surprise. We've known that for a very long time. But she did bring up that interesting point about the politics of this, as in, will it help Trump or not? It's such a weak prosecution that there seems to be the realistic possibility that more than anything else, it rallies not just the Trump base, but the Republican base in general around him as a candidate. You know, how did we feel after Mar-a-Lago? You can, you know, you heard me on this show, you heard Clay on this show. When the Mar-a-Lago raid happened, we were all saying this is outrageous. This pushes us right into the bunker at, you know, at Mar-a-Lago, pushing back on all this madness. Now this, this pushes us deeply into a position where, you know, you have to stand up against this madness. You have to uh, support Donald Trump uh, against this injustice. And remember, they they were talking about the all the nuclear papers that he had. He had top secret nuclear stuff. You haven't heard about that in a while, have you? Right, right. Because does anyone think that, that they would have, if they really had him on... Advanced nuclear secrets were just hanging out in a locker in Mar-a-Lago. You know, you really think that that would have faded? Of course not. The advanced nuclear secrets were Trump saying, you know, please don't use your nukes against America, you know, writing it on a napkin or something. Give me a break. Um, But uh, does this help him politically? That is the only reason that I could see Bragg. By the way, you know Bragg is getting phone calls from the biggest Democrats in the country. Most powerful. I mean... Has he spoken to the White House? Has he spoken to somebody who is a, 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 an emissary of Joe Biden, at least, if not Biden himself? I would have to think so. Has he spoken to the attorney general? Now, this wouldn't be a federal prosecution. This is a local prosecution, but, you know, probably wants to get the okay from the very top because of the political implications of this. So this is why I thought that theory... Uh, that we raised in the first hour of Andy McCarthy, that this could be the beginning of many prosecutions against Trump. Because then the flimsiness of it doesn't matter. It's just start. It's just start the lawfare. Just just open it up. Just start firing nonsense at him. Which is really what Russia collusion was. Just a big pile of nonsense that Trump had to deal with for years and all of his staff and all of his personnel and the media was all, oh, Russia collusion. So that would make sense to me because this, from their perspective, because this alone, this is so flimsy and so unlikely to result in in anything. I mean, what, what are they going to lock Trump up for? You know, for six months, for a year, for this. What are they? What do they really think they're going to accomplish with it as a legal matter, as a political matter? That's what this is really all about. And I think that they're worried that they're misreading what this would do. And that's the only thing that would stop them at this point. I mean, the rule of law, the future of our country, common decency, <laughs> that's the Democrats. That's like funny to them. That's funny stuff. But power? 
And what this does to Trump, that matters a whole heck of a lot. What do you think, by the way? 800-282-2882. Is this going to help or hurt Trump if this indictment and arrest happens tomorrow? Let us know. Stocking up your home with emergency food is just like buying health insurance, car insurance, or home insurance. You truly hope you never need it, but if you do, it's a game changer. And given the kinds of natural disasters we've witnessed this winter and the disruptions caused by horrific events around the nation, it just stands to reason that you need to be prepared. That's why we recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. Act now. Claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst stuff happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, and you'll enjoy free shipping, too. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. On this program, Clay and I are here to help you cut through the noise, the ulterior motives, to uncover the truths that no one else is going to tell you. That's what our colleague Mark Chaikin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark worked on Wall Street for 50 years. Across those decades, he invented three new indices for the NASDAQ and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade. 
including the recent mania in AI stocks. Mark says the majority of Americans are... Welcome back to Clay and Buck. we got a bunch of lines lit. What happens if this arrest of Donald Trump happens tomorrow? Politically speaking, we can talk about the legalities of this lawless... It's funny, the legality of the lawlessness as well. But first, we've got uh, a number of people want to weigh in. Uh, Mike in Connecticut. Mike, what have you got for us? Yeah, Buck, happy spring. Listen, this thing, uh, this indictment, you know, this written up uh, uh, essay that they're going to come up with, um, it's an indictment done by a peers of, of people. And I don't know if a judge oversees all this or it's simply sort of done by uh, by the uh, attorney general or uh, whatever. Um, but when that actually paper gets to the next stage, it's in front of a judge. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. And does that judge, if he's enlightened in the last moment with, you know, sanity, does he have the ability to say, this is baloney, and rip it up and throw it out and say, rejected? Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a judge, you could have the counsel on behalf of Trump have a motion. Look, I'm not a lawyer, but I've watched a lot of Law and Order. Uh, you could have a motion to dismiss, and um, you could then, I mean, which that's pretty standard stuff. And you could certainly theoretically have a judge do that. I think the chance of a judge in New York City doing that is um, next to zero. Uh, I, I'd give it a one in a hundred shot because that judge would just defer to, well, a grand jury has, you know, a grand jury has indicted. And, you know, this is all of a sudden you hear a lot of hand wringing from a judge that, well, first of all, the judge won't have to explain the decision making to anybody, really. But that would be the thought process I think that judge would go through because New York City is 90% Democrat, 90% Democrat. So there's not a judge that I think you're going to find who's going to be the one that throws out an indictment against Donald Trump. I could be wrong on this one. I don't think I am. I tend to read how the judges, I told people after 2020, I said, if you think a judge is going to overturn the state results in any of these states, I'm sorry to tell everybody, no judge will do it. And no one wanted to hear that at the time. It was true. It's not that no judge should have done it. No judge would do it, who was uh, brought those challenges back in 2020. All right, my friends, if you own a small business, time is precious. GetRefunds.com knows that, too. That's why they've made it easy, no matter how busy you are, to apply for the Employee Retention Credit, or ERC. This is the massive tax refund program that's being offered to small business owners. Go to GetRefunds.com to get started, and in less than 10 minutes, see if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on payroll during COVID-19. GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds. It's not easy, but they know how to get it done, and they can help your business possibly as well. No upfront charge either. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. So go check it out today for all the business owners out there. You got to check this out. Go to GetRefunds.com. It's only available for a limited amount of time. Act now. GetRefunds.com. So we have right now the White House addressing the nation um, from the West Wing. Uh, John Kirby, National Security Council spokesman. He's talking about uh, China's uh, visit, Xi Jinping visiting and meeting with with Vladimir Putin. Uh, This is a 
Very troubling development. Uh, I think it's also troubling to see that the White House position on all of this is no ceasefire. We don't think that Russia is understanding the full ramifications of what we would demand to end the conflict, so no ceasefire. That's not really how you do a ceasefire. There are a lot of ceasefires that don't lead to the end of a war, but it opens up the possibility for the discussion to end the war. So essentially, our hand is either so strong right now in Ukraine that we wouldn't want to stop all the bloodshed, or is so weak right now in Ukraine we wouldn't want to stop all the bloodshed. Um, It's crazy. I don't know how anybody is going to justify this from the, but they're going to get away with it. Uh, they're not going to get pressed by the media on all of this. Um, I would think that that ceasefire right away, right away would be something that everybody would uh, would want. Uh, so at least you have the possibility of a discussion between the heads of well, Russia and Ukraine respectively, but also other parties that might be involved in the discussion to try to bring this whole thing to a close. Um, so that's important. We also have the Trump situation right now um, and the possibility of the arrest tomorrow uh, of Donald Trump. I, I'm just going to say this. Um, I, I, It's interesting. Some of his opponents out there, is John Bolton is running, right? Am I... Right. John Bolton's actually running for president, like, quote, running. I mean, I think I think, you know, a number of radio hosts who would get more votes for president than John Bolton will get. I think, you know, well, actually, I think some radio hosts would probably be great candidates. I'm not talking about myself. Um, They'd probably do very, very well. But I'm just saying John Bolton has zero shot, zero shot of being president of the United States. So I don't really know what he thinks he's doing other than getting attention. But it's interesting because he has no chance, and because he despises Trump, even though he worked for Trump, why did Trump make this guy national security advisor? I, you know, you have to ask these questions. He, he is a neat, he's an absolute neocon. He has a reputation preceding Trump for being a, a nasty guy who will backstab anybody in the bureaucracy to get ahead. This was well known. Trump brought him in. Oh, please. I hope, I hope I'm not going to hear. Oh, but Trump couldn't have known or whatever. No, 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 no. He should have known. He was the president. This was not early in the administration either. This was halfway through. Uh, anyway, Bolton though is saying if Trump is indicted, but not convicted, it will reelect him president. Play 13. If he's about to be arrested, it almost certainly means he's going to be indicted first. He's going to be required to come in and surrender himself to answer to the indictment. So it's not some random decision. But I'll say this. However guilty Trump may be, and having very much in mind the one rule of law for everybody, if they indict and fail to convict in New York, uh, I think historians would look back and say that is the act that reelected Donald Trump president. Will it reelect him? Ah, this is a fact. Wow. There, by the way, right now, I just got to tell you, this is a total side note. I'm watching the White House press conference up on the monitors, and there is a journalist with an N90, a, a black N95 mask on in the West Wing. Oh, of course. Of course. Protecting people from COVID. Oh, give me a break. Anyway, um, back to the political analysis here and what, uh, what Bolton is putting forward. I think it's, 
Um, I think it's, there's a distinct possibility here that that this is a massive misstep from Democrats. Now, that doesn't stop the fury that we all feel from the abuse of power. But just because they're abusing power doesn't mean it'll end up serving their long-term interest because you can't really know. You can't really know. Uh, this is going to put in place a number of variables that could shake out in a whole bunch of different directions. Here is uh, Chris Sununu, who I know people, I know people are talking about maybe him running as well uh, in New Hampshire. Or, you know, out of New Hampshire, I should say. But he's saying that the case against Trump actually builds a lot of sympathy for him. Play 14. I think it's building a lot of sympathy uh, for the former president. I was with coffee this morning with some folks, and none of them were, were big Trump supporters. But they all said, you know, they felt like he was being attacked. And as you pointed out, this is likely a, some sort of misdemeanor on an issue seven years ago. This has nothing to do with January 6th. There's folks out there that still think this has something to do with January 6th. So I just think that the not just the media, but really... Uh, a lot of the Democrats have misplayed this in terms of building sympathy for the former president, and it it does drastically change the paradigm as we go into the 24 election. So what's interesting as well is you will hear this assessment from people who are analyzing the politics of this, that what the Democrats want, what the Democrats want is the rallying effect for their base of indicting Trump the rallying effect around Trump of that indictment, and then Trump being the candidate against Biden because they would rather run against Trump than any other candidate. I I don't know if that's true, but that is another assessment that is out there. That is another possibility in all this. So you have to take that into account, that maybe, well, they have to know there's going to be a... Uh, a, a sympathy, particularly among Trump supporters, but I think just among people well beyond the hardcore Trump base at this point of the primary. We are in a primary. Let's keep that in mind. Started. It's not full swing yet, but we are in a primary for the Republican nomination. And I think that the, the Trump voters are going to be in that primary. Remember, we have to distinguish between people who would vote for him for president and people who are already decided that they would vote for him in, in the uh, primary election. Um, that a lot of other people are going to say, look, if they're going to indict him, we, we, this cannot stand. So is that then the purpose of Democrats as well? Is that what they're hoping will be accomplished by this? Or do they really think, going back to the Gulliver, Gulliver with the Lilliputians tying him down, is it going to be a whole bunch of different legal snares that they try to capture Trump in so that he runs and is um, hobbled, you know, so that he runs and is not able to so that he's not really able to run entirely. He's able to kind of, you know, limp along here in his uh, in his attempt to become president once again. So these are all possibilities. And I, I know generally I don't spend as much time on what is possible as we have here today. But let's be clear that the New York uh, Police Department, the NYPD, where I spent a little time as an intel analyst, and the uh, prosecutor's office, the district attorney's office in New York, this is a real thing that is probably going to happen, right? This isn't just out of nowhere discussions. New York City is preparing for this. And so you have to also take that into account, right? If if Bragg backs down from this, if Alvin Bragg backs down at this point, it makes, first of all, makes him look like 
he doesn't really have the stuff to get it done. You know, not just on this prosecution, but, you know, the Democrats are going to say, oh, great. Another another person who wasn't willing to do whatever it takes for our side. Whereas if he does it, there's nothing but upside for the uh, Manhattan District Attorney Bragg if he prosecutes Trump over the long run. Yeah, there'll be criticism. And yes, it destroys our rule of law and it's awful and it's political weaponization. All of that is true. But he gets to be a hero to his side. Look at all the look. And if you want some proof of this, look at what happened to the FBI, the disgraced FBI officials who were fired and who, you know, in one case, even what was it? Uh, McCabe lost his pension. They all got book deals, board seats, CNN contributorships. They're all they're all wealthier now than they were then. Just think of it that way, because the the Democrat apparatus takes care of its ideological soldiers always always but you have to be willing to go to any extreme you have to put any principles aside in favor of the cause so for me it's it's an easy decision if i'm alvin bragg and and this is this is who i've decided i'm going to be representing the democrat party but we'll have to see tomorrow could be a a heck of a heck of a day could be a heck of a day in american politics and history or maybe he backs off Maybe they want to keep this in the back pocket, so to speak. Oh, maybe at some point. And if they do that, I'm telling you, I believe it's only because they're worried about what the politics will be. They're worried that it will be such a rallying effect for Trump that he'll be stronger in the primary and strong enough to even beat Joe Biden in the general election. And so there's a lot of analysis and assessment that goes into this that requires thinking many steps ahead. My Pillows team is focusing on your feet this week with a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season My Slippers. You all continue to make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and for good reason. They're incredible, com- incredibly comfortable slippers at great value. When you use our promo code ClayNBuck this week, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25. They're regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Now the deal is limited to 10 pairs at checkout. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. Makes them ultra comfortable and extremely durable for both indoor and outdoor wearing. You put these on, you'll find there's no stress on your feet. They feel so good. I've got my pair at home. Carrie's got her pair. My parents have theirs. My brothers and sisters, or sister, have theirs. They all love their my pillows. I mean, I mean, my pillow slippers. My slippers. They're phenomenal. Just go to mypillow.com. They love their my pillows too. Click on the radio listener square. Grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs of checkout because the deal is so good, right? Enter promo code CLAYANDBUCK when you go to MyPillow.com, $25 for these slippers. Enter promo code CLAYANDBUCK at MyPillow.com or call 800-792-3269 for this amazing offer. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Use your CNB 24-7 subscription to get access to the guys. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, 
diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. On this program, Clay and I are here to help you cut through the noise, the ulterior motives, to uncover the truths that no one else is going to tell you. That's what our colleague Mark Chaikin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark worked on Wall Street for 50 years. Across those decades, he invented three new indices for the NASDAQ and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade, including the recent mania in AI stocks. Mark says the majority of Americans are... The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home, the foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Let's close up the shop today with, well, first of all, the exciting news that uh, our good friend, Mr. Clay Travis, my esteemed and fantastic co-host, will be back here tomorrow from a family trip in Italy. So it'll be Clay and Buck back in action tomorrow. I really appreciated the chance to get to hang out with all of you for last week and keep this unsinkable aircraft carrier of free speech floating along and taking the fights of the commies, not running it uh, aground or ashore in the process, at least not that I'm aware of. Uh, so... Yeah, Clay will be back tomorrow, and it could be <laughs> a heck of a news day, that's for sure, assuming all these reports about Trump are true. So we will follow that very closely. Also, I want to remind you, uh, i got a great deep dive podcast coming out later this week with our uh, friend Jesse Kelly of The Jesse Kelly Show. Subscribe to the Clay and Buck, uh, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, technically, but if you write Clay and Buck, it'll come up. Uh, podcast feed uh, download the iheart app iheart app is free it's awesome and it lets you listen to not only our podcast but lots of music and other cool stuff so uh, please subscribe because we're putting out a lot of content now that's podcast only so we got this great show but you know after hours or later on the week you want to catch up and jesse said some really uh insightful and often uh, often hilarious stuff on the uh, podcast so you'll want to hear that now my friends um we have a bunch of calls i wanted to get to joel in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I believe the show is number one in the market. Joel, what's going on? All right, Buck. Uh, I want to tell you, and I told the call screen of this, uh, that 
I despise Donald Trump. I voted for him twice, but I despise him. And his he has he has done more harm than good. Look at the twenty twenty two elections and so the candidates he endorsed. I go back and I look over his his administration. It really, I won't say the words, but upsets me to put it nicely the way he treated uh, General Kelly and General Mattis. I'm a Marine Corps veteran. That really did not sit well with me. And again, uh, why does he have to run his mouth? Instead of telling us why we should reelect him or vote for him again, all he can do is call Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, Rhino Ron DeSanctimonious, and attack him. I just don't understand it. I wish if Trump is listening or some of his advisors are listening, tell him to shut up and stop with the childish mess and listen to what I'm saying, because I'm speaking for a lot of people here in North Carolina that I talk to about this a lot. It's ridiculous. And if, if this indictment stuff, yes, it's a political stunt and a sham, but I don't want him to run. Uh, I would not vote for him in the primary. And if he somehow does pull it off and win the GOP nomination, it would be, I would, I would not vote for any socialist, leftist, Democrat, or any Democrat, period. But a lot of us, we honestly feel this way. His time has passed. He should just sit back from the side and do his work and endorse whoever the nominee is. If he does, I feel like if he does not win the nomination, then he is going to go run on his own and he's going to kill us and destroy you, you mean, us. So, Joel, you think you're, you're talking about a third party run if he doesn't win the nomination? That's what I. I that's what I think he'll do. Independent, third party, whatever you want to call it. Hey, Joel, and I appreciate I you. First of all, I just want to say thank you for your service and appreciate you're very fired up on this. And thank you for calling in. Um, and, and look, I, I'll say, I'll say this and I, I want everyone, everyone listen to hear this because this is, this is the reality. Okay. We got, we got people, uh, we got, we've got hundreds and hundreds of radio stations all over the country. We have conservatives, patriots listening from all, all over America. And, and there are really, there are really three camps right now that, that I'm hearing from and I hear from you because you send me Facebook messages, because you email me, because you call into the show. Now remember, a lot of people call in and talk to the call screeners and then they, they relay, relay that to us. But because of you know, our time clock and everything, we don't get, we can't get everybody on the air. The show would just be a call in show, right? But so we're hearing your feedback all the time. By the way, if you want to get emails directly to us, the Clay and Buck VIP at clayandbuck.com, you get a VIP email address. That the producers read right away. They send it to us. We talk about that and take that into account. There are three camps here. Okay. There are, there are the, it has to be Trump. It will only be Trump. And, and he's the only one who can win. And, you know, you can fill in the rest, right? We hear from those people. Those are our, those are our fellow conservatives, fellow, fellow Republicans. There's, I'm tired of, there's our last caller. I'm tired of Trump. I voted for him, but you know, I, I love what he did. He was a great president, but I'm, I'm done with it. I, I can't, I can't deal with his stuff anymore. I don't like what he's doing anymore. And then there's a third group, which is, look, let's see where this goes. Let's let the primary play out and let's, let's make sure that, you know, the best candidate, the best man wins. We're going to hear from all of them here. And this is a place where all those perspectives are welcome. And we're going to make sure that we do the best job here we can on this show to both reflect the the uh, you know perception and, and feelings and opinions of all of you so we can have this discussion and also to handle it as it comes in with the news cycle to bring you the best information we can and we'll see but I just want to say to everybody because you know we'll take one call that has one opinion another call has another opinion we got we got really three big groups here listening 
and they all have a voice. They all have a place here, and we're all going to continue to work through this stuff together, right? So keep that in mind because this primary uh, is going to get spicy. going to be a spicy primary. And also tomorrow they might arrest Donald Trump. So we'll keep our eyes on this one, team. Shields high. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 